Hey everyone, it's another episode of the Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Uh, This is going to be one of those patchwork type uh, podcasts that uh, I will be recording throughout the week here. So it's going to be a little bit edited, a little bit weird. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that when I finally publish this one, it's not going to be in sequential order. So with that being said, let's get to the episode. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, that is my latest acquisition of uh, noon active effervescent electrolyte supplements. Um, I picked up the four pack that is available, and it's tropical mixed fruit grape as well as uh, strawberry lemonade. Uh, strawberry lemonade is actually become a quick favorite flavor of mine um but i'm gonna be trying a grape here just dropping a tablet into some water and it's bubbly um fun fact uh for something that is grape it is not purple so it's gonna be kind of weird wrapping my head around it at least with like strawberry lime and lemon lime flavors respectively um the tablet itself is kind of like a yellow color so i just understood it as it looks like lemonade um and that tends to be yellow so yeah just uh looking at this one but fizz up and dissolve slowly here it's still the same color as all the rest um i guess that's a good indicator of stuff but it doesn't smell like grape at all it just smells um so yeah while i'm waiting for that uh quick fun fact um the water main uh in my apartment block here uh was down so i've been out without water for the past couple days so that's the reason why i'm just taking a noon and uh we also got a lovely bit of smarch weather and now smarch is just a crappy month i dislike the month of march uh particularly uh for as far as calendar years go i think it's my least favorite month of the year and uh, there's really no real good reason for it except for the fact that I've been doing indoor training and with March there's these days of spring where it's just beautiful out and you're taking off winter jackets and you're not having to deal with it and um, and then the following day or within the next few hours it's you're getting dumped with snow uh, you're getting winter uh, arctic wind again and it's just miserable and you have to layer up again so it's one of those transitional months where it just can't make up its mind. But this one's in particular kind of interesting because we actually had this uh, winter storm warning. And it's dumped close to like, oh, I don't know. I want to say like five to eight inches worth of snow uh, within a f- short amount of time. So things are pretty blocked up and uh, very interesting. And in fact, I'm waiting for my parking space to get uh, plowed out so that way I can take my car to work i have no inclination to wait a couple hours on the bus to take the bus so um that is why so just waiting for this to fizz and we'll do a taste test momentarily all right let's give it a old sniffy sniff <laughs> Whew, that really smells a lot like grape drink um all right let's uh let's bottoms up 
You know what? I'm not often a fan of grape flavors, um, artificial or food in general. I'm not like the biggest fan of grapes. Um, I enjoy wine, by the way. But uh, this is very pleasant. Um, it's might not be the first thing I'm going to reach for, but it might be something I would reach for in terms of just changing up uh, the sort of citric flavor that I'm often more attracted to or the berry or the mango slash tropical flavor I'm more attracted to um, and that I often favor uh, with my hydration. But you know what? This is actually not bad. Uh, well done, Noon. It's not terribly sweet as most of these Noon products are. Um, not terribly cloying, like there's no aftertaste really. Um, it's not an offensive grape flavor. It's very similar to a very, very, very mild, uh, purple freezy. Um, if you know what those taste like, then, uh, this is going to be right in your wheelhouse, uh, in terms of flavor profiles. Um, yeah, pretty good. This is actually a not bad drink. I'm not retching or anything. This is pretty good. So there you have it. I like it. Hey everyone, it's been a few days since uh, the last little bit of segments have uh, been recorded, I should be saying. And some stuff's been going on. Uh, in the world of professional bike racing, uh, there is a parliamentary report and slash comments from... Uh, the British Parliament, I should be saying, uh, regarding Team Sky and all that good news. Uh, well, it's not really good news. It's more uh, hearsay, conjecture, and a comment about ethics. Um, now, I can go on and on and on and on and on about the difference between ethics and law. Um, to sum up, what's happened is that uh, the British Parliament has given a rubber stamp uh, report about how Team Sky has gone about things uh, in 2012 and prior. Um, a very good reading of what's gone on. Uh, I would propose to you to check out uh, Lionel Burney of the Cycling Podcast, and he's his own man. Um, he did a great multi-blog report about... Uh, what's gone on in Team Sky in terms of um, the daunting task of setting out ethics and living by it. Um, however, uh, despite the rubber stamp from the British Parliament, uh, Team Sky are actually not in violation of uh, breaking any rules. So it becomes a bit of a uh, law versus ethics type uh, argument. And it's always going to be one that no side is ever going to be happy about. Um, if you're on the side of ethics, you're not going to be happy with the way rules are set out. And if you're on the side of law, you can't really say anyone broke any laws because they didn't. Um, that's just like a black and white issue right there. And it kind of goes to my original point of how... Um, the question of ethics and legality in sport. And it goes back to an earlier podcast where uh, Chris Froome's debacle started up. Um, now he is technically breaking the 
rules in terms of being over a certain amount. Um, however, if you are going to be judging a sport, any sport, by the ethics in which uh, it is set out, uh, spoiler, you are not going to enjoy sport. Um, the question of fair play and all that, yes, that's great and all, and that's what the rules are for. Um, however, if you do not go over those rules and you abide by those rules, you are completely legal and within your rights. So I don't, I'm not advocating for people skirting up to the line. Um, and that's exactly what Team Sky have done. However, it's one of those things where um, if you don't push the envelope, you'll never innovate, sadly. Um, and the fact that there was no blood bags or anything like that, and there was no bad substance like EPO or HGH uh, in any of the rider systems, and it was a substance granted by the UCI and WADA um, for therapeutic use, you can't really say if someone is fully um, debilitated by their medical afflictions. Should they be racing? That's an argument and that's an ethics question. Um, but until like the ethics inform and legislate a legal position, um, I'm sorry, you're going to have to kind of suck up and deal with it. And yeah, it might tarnish how you view a sport, but it's that's the sport. Um, and it also kind of goes back to, uh, I actually had a bit of a discussion with Kaylee Fretz of uh, Cycling Tips about this back and forth. Um, he's of the position that it should be an ethics type situation. I'm of a legal one, um, although I have no legal standing by this uh, to footing. And um, yeah, it just gets really, it can bog things down and you can really start um, not enjoying the sport in that way. Conversely, uh, the Cycling Podcast, and to give proper shout out to their efforts, uh, they cover it over the course of an hour and 15 minutes on the latest episode. I'll try and link to it, but uh, you're going to have to check out that link on uh, my Facebook page, as well as uh, I have retweeted the link to their subsequent episode. It's very worth listening to um, because it sort of takes what is uh, safe and allowed in sport, uh, cycling in this case, and transposes it against what uh, a team has done. Um, and because it is Team Sky, maybe it is because they are put under the microscope in such a way um, that if they didn't come out maybe initially with the thesis of we're going to be a clean team and this and that, um, they wouldn't have been held to such a high standard. And then conversely, uh, Team Education First, which was formerly Garmin, um, they sort of gave second chances to uh, former dopers and people with checkered past. So um, it's sort of why why is one team held to a certain standard and not the other? Uh, and Canada's own Ryder Hegedal, after he won the 2012 Giro, in fact, uh, it came to light that he took EPO in his younger days. Um, he wasn't on EPO when he took the Giro uh, win in spectacular fashion. That is one for the ages. You should definitely check out those highlights if you can ever check it out on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it just sort of begs the question, does it, should ethics be sort of used to view the sport? And if it creates like a certain amount of cynicism and you can't believe in the results, um, then so be it. Uh, but 
there's certain rules out there and if you're not breaking the rules i think you should enjoy the sport for what it is and it goes back to a friend of mine who once said that the only true sport out there is pro wrestling and i'm inclined to agree so take it for what it's worth Alright, so with the sound of that sweet, sweet drum beat, um, let's get on to some more positive things. Quick recap of my week um, at the bike shop. Things in March often do begin to uh, escalate in terms of how busy we get. And that goes without saying that I've done some fittings and I've taken care of some bike projects this week that I'm actually very happy about. It's been a full week. Um, The office, uh, my other job has been, uh, due to a small administrative crisis, has been full-on attention. Um, and apologies to Paul, we were meant to uh, go climbing this week, and I had to drop the ball because I got stuck in a crisis situation. Heads up, it's about people's pensions, so I kind of had to take care of that or be a part of that solution. Um, but back to bike uh, bike shop fun times, I should be saying. Um, my man DK came by and uh, we adjusted his saddle position on a bike that um, just my bike fitter's eye while riding with him. And Rudy, my man, uh, my mentor in many ways when it comes to bike fits, um, he and I both would look at uh, DK, the machine, ride his bike and we're just going, Ugh, there's a few things that we want to correct. And the good news is there wasn't much to correct. Uh, we swapped out a saddle. Um, and I had DK ride it and it's looking very, very good for him. And another fitting that I did was two fittings, meaning two bikes for one client. And not going to lie, that was extremely tiring. It took about two near three hours actually, um, before it was all said and done. And it was a great way to sort of round out the week. Um, very happy to do it. The customer, uh, and client was very happy with how the bike position has changed um he's gotten less flexible because he's not spending as much time on the bike he's doing more strength training slash running um so there's a certain uh loss of elasticity in his uh hip movement as well as uh his quadriceps are creating a bit of tension so that uh a certain amount of ankling is happening in the downstroke of his pedal um And that's really just more, he just needs to stretch, really, um, and maybe hit the bike a little bit more. So I'm very happy with those two facets there. And then on terms of the bike projects, uh, I'm very excited actually for the hammer to uh, get his Frankenstein derailleur uh, hanger put onto his TCX for the gravel battle that we got coming up. And just to quickly surmise what he's done is, uh, we changed out the dropout or the derailleur hanger, I should be saying. So that way the derailleur itself can actually accommodate the wider range cassette that he's now has on his bike. Um, he's got a one by system going on here and it's a makeshift um, wolf tooth meets SRAM meets is DI2. Um, no, sorry, it's not SRAM, it's Shimano. My mistake, my mistake. Um, and it's just allowing him to get a wide range of gears for the crank set that he's got on there right now. And I'm actually very excited to see how this works out for him. 
And lastly, my man Alex, aka the Hot Noodle, um, he's ordered up himself a SRAM Apex uh, group set for his gravel bike. And just chatting with him, uh, we've really uh, got to know each other a little bit and each other's respective views. And for a guy who's transplanted from the East Coast to the prairies, um, I don't know. I, I really want him to feel like he's a part of a community here. So, because uh, he's coming from one that he was very tight with. So it's, you know, good to do that. And we're probably going to do a few testing rides of uh, the Pemina Valley here uh, near Winnipeg just to see what kind of riding we can be done or can be done here. Um, and a SRAM Apex group set's going to be right in his wheelhouse for uh, how Alex rides. He's a very talented rider and a very strong rider. However, to his own admission, he hasn't been riding much. So I hope to get him on the podcast here and uh, pick his brain about a few things and maybe compare and contrast uh, what it's like riding out east uh, in the Maritimes versus what's like riding here in the prairies. Um, so I think that'll be actually a very interesting segment coming up soon on the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. So stay tuned for that. I think I'm going to close out the segment. That's That's a pretty good segment. Let me know what you think. So it goes without saying, spring is always a time of change and uh, rejuvenation and all that good noise uh, in the bike shop itself. And one of those facets is that there's new blood and new fresh faces uh, in the shop. And I, for one, am super excited because it brings um, new dynamics, um, new work ethic, I would have to say. And it sort of... uh, brings out the discipline of what I find um, valuable in a staff um, and sort of impart that knowledge to, say, new folk that are just getting into the retail side of things um, or new folks that are just getting accustomed to our bike shop culture that we got going on uh, in terms of a company. And I will be first to say I don't know who any of these people are. So that's, I think, a moment of comedy right there. Um, Yeah, I really don't know any of these kids. So one of them is Carol, and uh, she's been around for the past two months, and she's quickly becoming a staff favorite uh, amongst the senior staff and management team. Um, Great smile, and she's a great fresh of uh, female energy in the bike shop. And good news is we've actually hired, I believe, two more Uh, female staff for the coming season that I for one am excited just to have that more feminine dynamic in the shop Um, I really find that a valuable um, atmosphere and uh, energy to have in the shop and the reasons for that is it really balances out sort of the perceived testosterone uh, patriarchal sort of I guess stereotype I think would be the best word that bike shops tend to have um, for whatever reason Uh, maybe it's the activity of the sport what have you but um, I find cycling actually to be a very demographic uh, and dip sorry uh, democratic that's the word I want Uh, but also the demographics too would state that uh, women are getting more and more into cycling so to actually have them represented in the shop in terms of the staff population that we got 
I, for one, am a huge fan of that, and I do want to see more women represented in our bike shop. It can only help us and also help uh, our cycling community that we got here in Winnipeg. Um, just also a little bit of housekeeping is my man, Camo, who you heard on uh, the previous episode in conversation there. He's coming back April 2nd, so uh, my first or second day back from my trip to Quebec. Heads up, I'm going to Quebec. Um He's going to be back too. So I'm very excited about him coming back and joining our team. Um, so expect to hear some raw audio coming from him. And yeah, actually, I've got a little bit of a, not a rant, but maybe a bit of news. Maybe it's not news. We'll see. But uh, about Quebec. So stay tuned for that. You know what? I'm going to end this episode, uh, end this segment and start up a new one just momentarily here. All right, so I quickly ended the previous segment and I wanted to start this one mostly for the topic of um, I'm headed to Quebec City uh, later this month. It is currently March um, over the Easter weekend, which is the transition between March and April this year. Um, I'm going for twofold. One, I need a vacation. I do. I have been working actually uh, pretty steadily for the past few years. I do need a little bit of an unwind change of location, change of environment, um, regain, regain the appreciation that I have for my own hometown. Um, but two, it's also, I am checking out, uh, possible opportunities and inquiries into, uh, possibly relocating. Um, and I only say that not because of dissatisfaction for where I am currently working, um, or even dissatisfaction for the city that I was born and raised in and such. Um, I just want to see actually what's out there. Uh, you don't know how good you got it until you check to see what else is out there, I think is a very important philosophy um, to sort of have. I don't have much in terms of commitments, uh, things that are keeping me anchored here in this particular city. Uh, I am a confirmed bachelor at the moment and um job opportunity wise my office gig is really just a means to uh pay some bills but i do have an interest in the community that i am serving in that spe- in that sphere of uh work life but also in terms of the bike shop that i'm at right now um i love it i love the people there i wouldn't leave it for not good reason um so it's really just I want to see what's out there. I want to pick, maybe see how things are done in another city in terms of their bike shop culture to some degree. It's a lot to sort of try and take in in the next few days uh, when I'm there uh, in Quebec City just to see how things go. And also there's a few distribution companies that I would fancy possibly working for that actually are based in uh, the province of Quebec that I wouldn't mind uh, seeing what I can employment I can see about uh, gaining there this is not me trying to resign from where I'm at right now don't take it as that uh, but it's really just um, sort of expand my my scope a little bit um, I do have a certain aspiration of uh, owning a business eventually and I feel like me working towards that goal is uh this is all going to be like gameful experience to that end. Um, 
currently the office does have me in somewhat of a human resources uh, over communicative role in uh, what I do there. And then with the bike shop, uh, with the social media side of things, uh, the uh, second tier management supervisorial, supervisor, I can't even say it, supervisor role. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Supervisor. Um, slash senior staff leadership role um and also the autonomy that i do have within the bike shop i do not want to like abandon those right away um but it is just one of those things that you want to know something you don't know until you know um i think is probably what i'm trying to say here so expect uh some raw audio to be coming from uh, my little travel and gallivanting about quebec city um but who knows? Uh, it's really just to check things out. That's truly what this purpose of this trip is going to be about. I'm for one, I'm excited about it. I need it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, yeah. So with that, that's going to end episode 28 of the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. I apologize for the slightly uh, nebulous rantiness of this particular segment, but I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know in the comments. Uh, on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, wherever this is found. Uh, Also on Anchor.fm, thank you very much for uh, the great app in terms of how these podcasts are being constructed. And if you got any questions or comments, love to read them, love to hear them. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, For Twitter and Instagram, you can hit me up at DustinWHT. Love to hear from you always a pleasure and thank you very much for listening enjoy and enjoy your weekend cheers